live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Hello. Yes, Hello? we are live hey. on a new set, live, a new year, new set. The iconic yellow table and gold mics have disappeared. I, <laughs> I have lost that battle, and if the quality of the show is substandard, we know why. But we have Matt We've and Christine with us. It's still there somewhere. It's we, still there. We could bring it back. We if, could bring it back. If things go downhill. We, we just could bring to... it back, but we haven't. Uh, anyways, good to have you guys with us. Matt, another phenomenal preach. Uh, welcome to the live branch, Christine. Good to have you as always. Um, do you want to do a quick summary of the preach before we jump into some oh, yeah. few questions? Yeah, can do. Yeah, so it's it's starting this relational wisdom uh, series and starting with a very positive note. I think all the way through the se uh, series, we'll go to the highs and lows of relationships <laughs> and the difficult bits as well as the, uh, the good bits. But we started with a very positive note in terms of God's gift of enjoying uh, relationships. Uh, that is, that's what God wants us to do. It's actually Christ-like to enjoy other people and be intentional with them. We looked at a passage from Luke chapter 7 that demonstrates that. Jesus has come into the world in order to uh, reconcile us to him so we can get to know God, enjoy a relationship with him. And as we do that, that affects, transforms even our relationships with other people and actually to be intentional about that even in a difficult season where it's not easy to have friendships and maintain friendships and reach out to people uh, it's just as important if not more important than ever to to do that so yeah it's, it's been an extraordinary season for relationships hasn't it i mean we have felt the pinch of not being able to see people not being able to embrace people to hug mm. people mm. Uh, not being able to have dinner with people or, or to eat with yeah, people yeah, it's yeah. just been has taken I, has had an impact on relationships but in a strange way, I found I was I was a bit worried about what my relationships would be like with my family, since it was just the five of us for the first time of Christmas oh, okay. without any extended family and a really intense two weeks together, not being able to go out of the house too much. But yeah, I actually loved it. I found that. Should we ask a, your family if they loved it as well? <laughs> no, <laughs> probably. Um, no, I'm it, sure they did. It has been. It has been. How have you, how have you found your relationships over Christmas and and lockdown? Any, anything you want to share? Yeah, I mean, I think it is, it's, it's good and it's bad, isn't it? I think um, all of us have, there'd be people that we normally see at Christmas and over the period that we have not been able to see and that's, that's sad, that's difficult. Um, you know, so my family live very far away and I've not seen them for a very long time. I think especially, well, for, for us, especially when you have uh, young children and wider family members like my dad or, you know, haven't seen um, my boys in like, you know, almost a year, like that's, that's that's sad. It's tough. It's not easy, is it? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's very similar for us because uh, we had a new granddaughter born in November and we just got up to see her twice, both outside visits. Mm. It's just so not normal and it, it causes real heartache, actually, yeah. that we just can't be part of their lives so much at the moment. Um, but for the rest of the time, I think that... Um, I've realised how much I need my friendships during lockdown. When you are so confined um, to just one or two people um, and not your normal friendships, I've really felt the lack of that personally. 
and found that quite tough. So I've had mm. to be intentional about making contact with people rather than waiting for them to contact me, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. In fact, and, and actually, I've, I've interacted with people that I would, probably wouldn't normally yeah. interact with. So actually, yeah. there's, through this past year, there's, uh, there's sort of friendships that have, re you know, people that reconnected to, like, from, like school friends. So yeah. I've actually had a little Zoom thing with school friends that, you know, people I've not spoken to in years. Yeah. But since everything's online and video calls and that sort of thing, it's like, well, I can speak to them now. And that's, yeah. there's a thing we do as part of our culture, engaging yeah. that. And it has different things that are positive and yeah. surprising. I think also when people make the effort to just do something in person, somebody, um, actually it was Ethel Sabanda, happy birthday Ethel, oh, um, she called at um, our door, just, it, it was dark yeah, yeah. and the doorbell rang, we thought, who's that? Because nobody comes in lockdown. And she's yeah. just outside the door smiling, say, just said, I, I came to say hello. And actually those kind of things really mean a lot, oh, don't yeah. they? But it's a yeah, small yeah. thing, but just having that connection is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I was just. I'll, we watched the Hobbit trilogy for the upteen time across Christmas. And just seeing the way they, they manage their relationship dynamics, they're all, they're a, 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 the group of, of the hobbits, of the, no, the, the, of, the, of the dwarves, on mission together to accomplish something and, and how they navigate relationships through good times and bad times. But they start with the feast. They start mm. eating and drinking together. Yeah. And uh, you see an amazing sense of yeah. camaraderie yeah. in yeah. that moment. And you did talk about, um, Jesus coming to eat and drink, and people calling him a, a glutton and a drunkard. Almost yeah. like it looked like he was eating and drinking and celebrating all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do love the aspect of eating together. We've discovered Zoom dinner dates, yeah, uh, okay. which are not as bad as you would think they are. You don't uh, mean with your wife from another no. room? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean uh, with my wife <laughs> from another room. Um, but we, we've met up with a few people online and uh, eaten together with yeah. them uh, on Zoom or tasted oh, wine okay. together. Yeah, Zoom. we've done that. Had a glass a of wine of together over yeah. Zoom with friends. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think it takes you out of that, oh no, it's a Zoom meeting and you've got okay. things that you have to get through or do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it makes it into a more normal conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you don't have, if you have one of those free accounts, it ends in 40 minutes. So <laughs> in 40 minutes you can say goodbye, see you later. And you see that as, as a positive <laughs> yeah, thing. It could, a, it could be a positive thing for some people. Uh, yeah. uh, but let's just jump into, uh, let's jump into a bit more uh, Better, well, better questions. Uh, question, what if I'm just not a very relational person? Um, like Matt used to be. Why would God <laughs> make me like that and then call me to be relational? So I think this is really talking to people who aren't relational. And Do you want to go first? Is that true? Is it true that people aren't relational? Aren't we all created to be relational beings? God said in the beginning, didn't he, when, uh, when he'd made man, it's not good for him to be alone. We are created to be relational beings. We are all created with a unique character mm -hmm. and temperament, and that's good. And God would say, you know, like in the beginning, it was good that he made people. It was good that he made them as they were. But also he said that it's not good for them to be alone. And... We are all image bearers who are reflecting the image of God and God lives in community. God is a community. And so I think that um, it goes, there's something that goes beyond that thought that I'm not just relational. Actually, uh, there are levels at which we are deeply relational. We're created for a relationship with God and for others. And that each of us, wherever we are on that spectrum of feeling that we're relational or not relational, and need to find our way mm -hmm. of expressing that. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's especially perhaps 
in in a big church, in a charismatic church, in, in both senses of the word, that, that we can be. For those who are introverted, it, it can it can feel like if if I'm not like that person, yeah. then that, they're more godly than me because they're more outgoing and more friendly and we want to build a community here at church. That means everyone has to be an in, extrovert, you know, to, to be Christ-like. That's not, the, that's not the case. That, that, that's not it. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not saying you have to be a social butterfly and know everyone and that's what it means to be a Christian. Um, but it, what, what you're saying there, Christine, which is really true, is like, is recognizing, okay, God has made you the way he's made you. Yeah. And there'll be different contexts that you flourish in more than others. Maybe yeah. it's a party with lots of people or maybe it's, it's just with a few people, you know, and getting to know them on a deeper yeah. level over time. But the important thing is, and the thing that we're called to, is be intentional about it. You don't have to emulate someone else. You just be intentional about it because Christ is intentional yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. and, and as I said, we, we, all, we all need it. It's yeah. not, when we're talking about this, it is something that, that God has called us to do. But as, as we've experienced over this year, we need it. We feel the yeah. lack of it. When, you know, people, we'll, we all feel isolated at, at times. We yeah. feel we need, I wish someone would phone me up yeah. and all that sort of thing. And, and um, if we feel that, well, we should turn that around. Okay, how, how can I provide that for someone? Because if I'm feeling it, <laughs> someone else is feeling it. And that's the Christ, that's the Christ-like attitude to, 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 the, to the need and turning it, well, Christ, has, he's taken the initiative with me so I can take the initiative uh, with others. Oh, mm. I've got so many questions on the back of what you just said. Um, he, I can sometimes hide behind my introvertism, if, that is, if that's the word. Uh, and I, I, I love being by myself. I love reading mm -hmm. a book or for me, you know, finding my, my, my rest and my relaxation is by being by myself. It's not by being with people. But I find yeah. that sometimes I can hide behind that and not yeah. put in the effort to yeah. actually go and invest in relationships and, and, and build friendships. Yeah. And, yeah. and I find that I can become, I've got my two or three friends who, I'm, who I can talk to or even my one friend who I can talk to and, and my wife. Um, I don't really need more people in my life. What would you say to me? Uh, is, is that okay or...? Well, yeah, I, th I think, I think it's, it's good to affirm that. Again, it's good to affirm that um, just because we're saying one of the things God's called us to, to be intentional with others, that doesn't mean that spending time with yourself is wrong. No. <laughs> and actually for many people, being on their own gives them the, you know, space and f feeling recharged so that they can, they can be a blessing to others in their interactions with others at other times. So it's not saying that you know, every evening needs to be taken up with connecting with other people, apart from these 10 days when we're connecting every evening yeah. through prayer. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's a unique season. But, but that's, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's not wrong, but it's about, okay, if someone were to ask you, who, who are your friends? You know, very simple question. Or where are you being intentional with friendship in your week or in your month? You know, what, is, what does that look like? And I, I need that. I, I need people to ask me that question because it is, for me, especially yeah, being more introverted, it's easy to go without. It's easy to last longer. I don't feel the need as much as maybe others do, but that doesn't mean it's any less important. Brilliant. Uh, I think one of the beautiful things about a friendship with, with Jesus is that we can have genuine relationship and friendship with Jesus. Somebody once shared this with me quite simply. We often say that God, God loves you uh, and there's, you know, there's the enormity of that statement but there's also God likes you. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like it grounds it a little bit more, where it's like, oh, he does enjoy my company. Yeah. He likes me. Um, and we get to enjoy that sort of a relationship with Jesus and with God. Um, 
And yet we also talk about friendships and relationships with other people. So I guess my question is, that is, is living in the tension of, well, I've got my friendship with Jesus, I've got my relationship with God, and I've got, you know, that those needs being met through the power of the Holy Spirit. What's, why is it important that I then build relationships and cultivate those friendships and find, I guess, the, that need met within the community that I'm a part of? Well, one reason is people are not going to go anywhere. <laughs> we, in eternity with yeah. God, we are with God and we're with yeah. other people as well. Yeah. Like, so I think go back to what Christian said earlier, that, um, yeah, that, that we're made for a relationship with one another. Not, we are made for a relationship with God, but not just that. We're, we're, we're relational, relational beings. And, um, y yeah. I think, I think it's really important that we don't just think about ourselves and our needs mm. because, um, we, you know, when we look at Jesus, we know he was a friend of sinners, but he was a friend to many, and we model our lives on him, don't we? So it's not just about, I don't need any more friends, because there are other people who need us. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. the thing about friendship, it's very easy to think when we hear something like this, oh, I haven't got many friends, or nobody calls me, and those kind of things, I can do that. But actually, you know, there are people who are very lonely, maybe in our church community and the wider community, for whom we can be a friend. Yeah. And I think one of the keys to friendship is about being a friend. It's not about our, um, our sense of need always, although some of us will feel that acutely. But also there is that. Uh, looking out for one another and you've got hundreds lots of one another verses in the bible yeah. and friendship is a great um, sphere for those one anotherings to happen mm. and I think also you know when we think about friendship um, we tend to think of all, all the positive aspects of it but I was just reading proverbs earlier it talks about faithful are the wounds of a friend you know that a friend can challenge you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know this is where if we only go for what we think we need mm. we're not going to look for that are yeah. we mm, but um, friendships are there to encourage us uh, as well as to challenge us mm. and and in a healthy relationship like that we all grow mm. yeah we were chatting earlier and, and you talked about how it is there is that cliche at the moment you know who are your five friends? Show me your five friends and I'll show you what you're like and the importance of choosing the, you know, the, the five people that will, I guess, enable you, will empower you, will strengthen you, will, and, and that sort of a thing. But as Christians uh, and as people as part of a church community, we're called to look out for the marginalized and yeah. the vulnerable uh, and the sick and the poorly and the weak uh, and befriend them. Why? Because Jesus did that to us in comparison to him. We yeah. are way more vulnerable and way way weaker and more pathetic than, I guess, the most pathetic person that we know in our lives. Um, what would you say to Christians who, or, or to people who would say, no, I'm just really careful about the five people I want, these are the people that enable me. And the other people that I, I engage with are people that are more like a social action thing and I'll, I'll take care of them. And not actually going out and befriending people who are, who are vulnerable and who might not enable your life or might not empower or do anything to your life other than you doing that to their lives. I, I just think that we, you know, all our friendships are on a spectrum, that we will have very close friendships mm -hmm. that perhaps are more meaningful than others. Mm -hmm. And um, there'll be some going down to acquaintances that we say hello to, aren't there? So yeah. there's a yeah. spectrum anyway. So it's OK to have key people that are important to you. Mm -hmm. But I think what is wrong is when we get so e inclusive, uh, exclusive 
that we don't allow room for anybody else. Mm. And um, I, I don't think it's helpful to think in terms of people as being uh, needy and they need me mm. or that kind of thing, but it, it's about showing the love of God to whoever I meet, mm -hmm. whoever. Um, I don't know if that quite answers your question, but I think that, you know, I, I don't look for people, oh, this, that's the sort of person that needs my friendship. That's not in my head. Mm. I, I, am, I do try to uh, be friendly mm -hmm. to anyone that I meet mm. because I, I think that that's a, a godly thing anyway because I, I think we see that with Jesus, yeah. don't we, yeah. all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so good. Anything you want to add to that, Pat? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, a, in a big church, it's easy to feel lonely. Yeah. And it's easy to feel um, like you're, you're by yourself. Um, I guess especially when you look up to people <laughs> in leadership, maybe your, your pastors or your small group leaders or your church elders and whoever, they, forgetting that they, they've got a responsibility for a much larger group of people. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. so maybe you could, you could feel like you're not getting your friendship needs met by, by the people above you. And so you could end up feeling like you're quite alone and quite by yourself. Uh, in a big church. What would you say to people who are maybe feeling a bit of that at the moment? Um, well, I guess, I guess a, no, a number of things. I, I think that there, can, that there can be missed expectations with this, this topic. There, there can be thinking, well, if I just turn up, <laughs> people, uh, you know, friendships will just happen. And they don't, they don't just happen. Um, it, do, it does take intentionality on on both sides for for friendships to happen um, but I mean one of the one of the ways that we um, um, do that through through the term is is through small groups now say, you know saying that we we have small groups that happen uh, every term and they're different and so there is a lot of change change around and sometimes even someone can join a small group and they're there for 10 weeks and think, well, I've got to know people a little bit, and especially on Zoom, it's kind of difficult and that sort of thing. And you come at the end of it, it's like, well, I'm not sure I'm, you know, that, that small group has not solved my need for friends that term. Yeah, okay. But actually, if you speak to anyone in this church who has been to, in the church for five, 10 years, and you talk to them about, where their friendship started, probably most of them, probably about three quarters of the friendships they have in the church has happened because they were at one point in a small group with someone. In that small group, the first time they met them, it didn't feel like a great friendship, but there was a connection point there yeah. that was important that grew over time and that, you know, they were in the small group with them again in the future or they were on a serving team with that uh, same person and the friendship grew over time. And so I think sometimes when people say, well, I... You know, I joined a small group and I didn't really make any friends. Well, <laughs> stick with it a little bit. <laughs> Join a team, get involved, serve, be, ar be around people, and it will happen <clears throat> over time. And I think friendships can't be just created straight away. No. And so having that expectation of, okay, there is a bit of a, a journey here mm. and not expecting that an uh, instant relationship is going to happen mm. uh, with people. And, and I think that, so that can be unhelpful. But I think... Being in the community for a period of time, actually, o over months and years, it, it, it happens. Yeah, and I think um, that looking to our leaders for our friendships is not always helpful because um, 
we've perhaps put them in a position that mm. is uh, just un unhealthy in our lives. But actually, I found that having a breadth of different friendships, different people, and some of my most unexpected friendships have been with people that have been quite quiet, quite background people that like mm. to stay in the background, but they've been the most intensely loyal and supportive and my life is so much richer because of that. Now, you can't go around saying, is that one of those, is that one? Mm. But you, I think it's about developing friendship across the board with lots of different people. And I think that you start by doing that. You start by, you were talking about not taking yourself serious, so seriously. Mm. I think a smile goes an awful long way when you're actually starting that conversation with people and just greeting one another, that kind of thing. And some of these, there'll be something that happens and then it goes on from there. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think you can say, well, I'm going out today to look for my key friends. Mm -hmm. that, I don't think it happens like that. And as you said, it happens through spending time together. It is things like going for a coffee, mm -hmm. talking about your life. It's about having meals together, maybe going on holidays together eventually, mm -hmm. laughing a lot together. Brilliant. But that happens over time as you get to know people. Yeah. And um, I think you're right about serving teams. I think I've got to know Matt particularly through Thrive mm. Story. And we laugh a lot, don't we? We do. <laughs> we do laugh a lot. <laughs> did you tell him to lighten up three years ago? <laughs> no. If you did, thank you very much. <clears throat> no, no, no. <laughs> Just one quick last question before we, uh, before we bring this conversation to a close. Um, what would you say, personally for you, is a defining factor of genuine friendships. I'll kick us off so it gives you a bit of time to think. Right. I think vulnerability is massive. Mm. Um, I find that when you, there's some really good, I have a really close friend who goes to another church now, uh, but we met up across Christmas, went for a walk along the, the seafront and just chatted and, and talked life. Um, but the thing that I love about that relationship is, is we, we get to share, uh, I share where I'm at irrespective of me worried about what he might think about yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And I can mm -hmm. be quite vulnerable with him and say, this is, this is where I'm at with this, or these are the thoughts that I have, or this is what I'm considering, or um, this is where I'm doing well, this is where I'm doing badly. And I, and I think, and he, he, we're both in that place, so he, he does the same with me, and it's, it's a massive sob fest at the end, I'm kidding. Um, and and we're, we're, we, we, sh we, op we open up and we're honest, mm -hmm. uh, but we know that we've got each other's back, and we're not judging the person, and we're not going and talking about the other person behind their back and that sort mm -hmm. of thing, mm -hmm. except I am on live television. <laughs> but, um, I, I, yeah, for me, vulnerability <coughs> and just being open and saying, hey, I'm, I'm taking something that's really precious to me, which is my, I guess, my dignity, and mm -hmm. I'm entrusting it mm -hmm. to you, mm -hmm. and I'm sharing it with you, and have a go. Uh, and I, I find those have been like the most genuine mm. friendships I've had when I get mm. to be vulnerable with people. Mm. 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 I, I think similar kind of thing where people that will accept you for who you are. Yeah. Not that they don't challenge you, but they can see you on a bad day mm -hmm. and see you on a good mm -hmm. day. And it makes no difference to the friendship and people who stick with you, um, people who are there when you need them. So I get, I don't know how you sum that up easily, but I think that um, trust is important and that sense of loyalty. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. I, th I think, um, what, what makes a, a friendship last as well is, is just having a genuine interest in one another. Yes. And like actually genuinely interested in your life and things that are happening and ask, well, ask questions that show that they're interested, yeah. not just asking a question that they just want a quick answer and move yeah. on to something else, but taking time to ask what's yeah. going on and that sort of thing. Yeah. Brilliant.
Hey, we've been really positive in this conversation about friendships, but there are friendships with, where, where people do let us down and there's moments of hurt and there's moments where um, we don't have ideal friendships. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got one who will never let us down and his name is Jesus. And if you're looking at this and you don't know Jesus uh, as a friend, then please drop us a message. We'd love to tell you more about Jesus and uh, yeah, just share, share life with you. If you've got any other questions for Matt or Christine or myself, please drop them in the chat and we'd love to get back to you. Matt, what do we have coming up next Sunday? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining yeah. us this week on Live Lunch. I'm not doing it. Joel's, Joel's preaching. That's Joel's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Joel's preaching. So Joel's preaching us on something, which we'll, we'll put out. Authenticity. Authenticity. And authentically, we showed that Matt doesn't know everything. That's, we're being real right now. We are being real right now. <laughs> we'll drop that information on social media. But have a lovely rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. See you soon.